What's up, everybody? Josiah Leroy here. We are ready to talk. HBO is the last of us. We watched episode four this week. Shocking. It was another good episode. Can't wait to get into the details on that with me, as always. My boys. First of all, Mr. Baba Yaga. John Fick. Nice hoodie, bro. Josiah, why are space rocks tastier than earth rocks? I don't know, John. Why? Because they're a little meatier. <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. That's a dad joke if I've ever heard one. Listen, you might find that in a book of puns. <laughs> you just might. Also with me, another awesome Buffalo apparel we've got going on. We got the Buffalo winter smile there. Mr. Tim Talbot. Tim, which Tim do we have tonight? We have the Ryan Miller beer Tim today. <laughs> Ryan Miller beer Tim. That's a good one. My gosh. So. That, that artwork is phenomenal. Awesome. So cool. I can't wait to put a couple of those cans on my shelf. I'm going to keep them around for sure. Yeah, there's uh, they're beautiful. Both that and the Bills pills. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, I'm on a hockey withdrawal, so. Dude, seriously, I'm ready to go. We got the Dylan Cousins signing today. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, just a, we're, we're a point out of the playoffs right now. I cannot wait to get into it. My gosh, this is going to be the most fun February for Sabres fans in a decade. Go Colorado. Playing right now. Go Colorado. Come on, Erod. Help your boys out. Yep. Let's go. So we're talking last of us. We'll keep it spoiler free here just for the first few minutes. Thanks for tuning in live at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. You can watch all our episodes on repeat at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. And of course, you can download the podcast wherever you download podcasts on services around the globe. So first reactions here to episode four of HBO's The Last of Us. John, we'll start with you. Give us your, your one-on-one. Man, I just love this show so much. I, I had the I had the thought when we were, when I was watching this. Uh, Courtney and I were sitting down, giving it our first watch through. I actually only watched this one once. First time that I've only watched one once through so far. Um, but it, it just like hit me that this is real and that we're getting a Last of Us show every Sunday. Like well, every time that title screen comes on, I never skip it because it's so good. I'm just like. Same. This is just candy for my brain. This is my favorite thing I've experienced media-wise in so long, and I and, I, and it's real. It's actually happening, and they and they continue to crush it. And this episode was was you know no short of that. It's it's just so authentically the Last of Us. Um, this was a fun one. This was a this was a character building, relationship building episode. Um, this was if this if this could relate to gameplay in the game this this is when you were Joel and Ellie just walking through uh, you know walking through a city and just chit-chatting there's some combat here there's some developments there and then you're back walking through chit-chatting and you're just developing that relationship and they found they found a way to do that via television which is which is so cool um we'll get into some some plot points later but yeah this this episode was i don't think it had any of like the the huge, big jaw-dropping moments that any of the other, you know, first three episodes have had, but it doesn't need it. Not every episode has to be that. Uh, this, like I said, was very much the character-building episode. This was the Joel and Ellie relationship-building episode, and I loved every second of it. So this this is going to sound funny to say. Um, I, I kind of teased this in the chat earlier. As I said, spoiler alert, this was actually my favorite episode yet. I think you're right, John. There wasn't any of those jaw-dropping, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened moments. But why it resonated with me so much is this felt the most consistent to the game. And when I listen, I've always beat the drum that I don't I don't care what the property was before that, whether it was in a video game or in a book or a movie, and then you're adapting it to something else. Those are two separate things. They're inspired by one or the other, and they a lot of times pay respect to it. But 
I loved how much this just felt like the game coming to life for me in a different way. And some of my favorite moments of The Last of Us, when this this game really clicked with me, is really some of the more, this is going to sound like I'm shortchanging it, but some of the more mundane moments, some of the smaller moments in that world are what really resonate with me. So it's Joel and Ellie building that bond, whether they want to or not. It's Ellie telling those ridiculous jokes. You should have seen the smile on my face when she dove into some of what we're going to talk about in that book. It was just, it, that was my moment. Because from the game, those are some of my favorite moments. When you're just kind of walking through the environment, you're looking for weapons, you're seeing if you can find any ammunition. And just the dialogue between those two characters is what makes it really special to me. And we got a lot of that in this episode. So for, for me, episode four, believe it or not, is my favorite episode so far. Um, and we see the viewership numbers keep increasing percentage-wise week to week, which uh, it's awesome to hear. Tim, your your thoughts on, on this episode? Very similar. So you guys kind of took the words out of my mouth. It, it This was the episode, I think, that stayed most true to the fan. I know we talked about what we wanted to see. I mean, you get the, the scene in the truck and all that stuff. You kind of get a lot of what we as fans playing the game wanted to see this is the like second time this is the second time in the series that i've complained that something was missing and we got it in the in the next episode yes i complained yeah. i complained that they didn't confront ellie about the you know the bite in episode one we got it in episode two i complained that yep. we didn't get the magazine in the truck in episode three and we get it in episode four but to me this <laughs> felt like the most i feel like every episode so far has felt like a movie Episode one felt like a movie. Episode two felt like a movie. Episode three felt like a movie. This is the one that to me that felt most like a TV show, which is a good thing because I feel like it's building the story. And I feel like you see a lot of that relationship between Joel and Ellie. You see a lot of, you know, the comedic humor between Ellie and Joel and like how they're slowly breaking up, breaking his shell and they're coming closer. I just loved everything about it. It was such a good episode, Um, you know, but to me, it felt like the most TV like that you had to throw this in there to keep the story progressing the way it should. Yeah, so. I, I see what you're saying there. It's it's probably the, the episode so far that stands alone the least. Like, you could watch mm-hmm. episode one, and it could be, like, a standalone experience, and, like, sure, you understand there's more to come, but that would be a pretty profound experience, and especially episode three. That's very much a bottle episode. Like, I could show that to anybody, and they would get right. they would get just as much out of it as anybody else, right? But this episode really is about moving the plot along and, like, finally, yes. like, sitting down and nailing those character developments. So, yeah, absolutely. This is the first you've seen, like, I feel like this is the first time you, you've seen them together, you've seen them interact, you see them interact all three, but this is the first time you've truly seen them interact just them two, which is what you get in the majority of the show. Right. So I feel like this is awesome. I loved it. That's the last of us to me. It's, it's the relationship between those two and how mm-hmm. it builds, how it evolves, how it just gets deeper and better. And who doesn't love kind of that sarcastic, um, if not intense from time to time, father-daughter relationship where they, they butt heads, but at the end of the day, they're really getting over barriers and, and just becoming more of a, uh, a duo, if yeah, you will. They're doing it. They're so doing such a good job. Skeletons in the closet, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, this, I think you guys are right. This is very much uh, the first episode where it, it is not self-contained. It is continuing the story. You took each of those first three and you're, you're building off of them in, in different ways here as the story progresses. Sad to say we're almost halfway through this, but things are about to ramp up oh. from a narrative standpoint in that, a lot of ways. It's sad to say when you, when you say it that way. It's, it's, you know, it's optimistic to say that we're not even halfway through. For sure. Man, who knows? Maybe sure. the second season 
We don't even get to the end of the first game. No, we know we know already. We're getting to the end of the first game. <laughs> I'm not <Yeah>. ready. <laughs> Part two is season two, which is going to be. That, they're going to. I think they need to split that up. I mean, we'll, oh right, we'll exactly. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I, I think that's TikTok yeah. Today that was like uh, someone who's never seen episode part two and he's like they're like going crazy crying and like people who know this have been prepared for like coming to try to pick them up like <laughs> yeah right it's, so funny. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be it's i gonna love be that ride. dichotomy here between people who played the game and are very familiar with the lore pretty much us versus people who are going in blind because i don't know tell me if i'm wrong I feel like there hasn't been a lot of gatekeeping with this show. A lot of times in IPs, you see people who are like, oh, you didn't play the game or you didn't read the book. Hmm. You didn't see the movie or you didn't see the first six movies of this franchise. And they, they are like, you're not a real fan. If you didn't see this first, I don't feel like there's been a lot of that. I feel like there's like a relatively good camaraderie out there, which is funny to say, but like I, whether you've played the game and know the story or not, everyone seems to kind of be enjoying this together. And, and th- what better example, right? Like, some of our spouses who have not played the game or are not familiar with the story. You know, John, I, I know Courtney probably is just because of how much you've played The Last of Us over the years. She's familiar with the concept of The Last of Us and more of like, you know, the scenes that I've rewatched on YouTube. And that would be like, you know, Ellie playing the guitar and things like that. Right. Like she's she's familiar with like the vibe of The Last of Us, but certainly not any of the plot points. But Tim, uh, Jamie is not Jamie's not aware of the story at all right like this is no totally she for, th- for sure thinks either ellie or joel will die by the end of the first season that's her that's her hypothesis <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything i'll say yeah. something offline <laughs> they were talking about like oh is she she gonna like she just has no clue and i'm like i could literally tell you whatever you wanted but i'm not going to like that's the fun of this yeah no i get to not. watch you experience this but just like little things i'm scarred i was just thinking about this i am scarred from the second part because John, little things like just bringing up Ellie playing the guitar just hits me so different now. And it just. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I Honestly, I like that you're not, not telling her anything there because like I feel like the it's Lord so is hard. not watching this with me. If <laughs> if she were, I know for a fact she, she would get to the end of an episode or a plot point and be like, oh, my gosh, so and so is going to die. They're going to die. Tell me if they die. Courtney, like, I'm not telling you. She literally did that at the end of this episode. She didn't pick anything specific and like say, is, is that person going to die? She looks at me. She goes, what happens next? I'm like, I'm not telling you. I could tell you. Wait. I can tell you beat for beat what happens next. But we you know what I assume is going to happen next based on the game. But like, you got to watch it. So the best comparison I have to this, a former coworker of mine, friend of mine, Mariah, she got into the MCU hardcore when we worked together. This so this is around the time Endgame just came out. She she watched every single MCU movie. I let her borrow all the Blu-rays. She, that's crazy to me. Like there was what twenty four movies at that time. She went through all of them. She got to Infinity War, sees the end, texts me and goes, "That's how it ends." And I said, "Yes." And now, like everyone else, you must wait one year before I let you borrow the next one. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do it. I let her borrow it a a lot sooner than that. But that would have been pretty funny, I think. Just that would have been. Think about it. We had to wait that year. That was that was brutal, man. My gosh, between that and Endgame. Anyway, I say let's get into some spoiler territory here. So, if you have not seen HBO's The Last of Us episode four. Pause this, bookmark it, come back and listen afterwards. We're going to get into some of those details now. Uh, John, uh, 
did you take notes like you had the the previous few weeks? And if so, do you want to dive into some of them? Yeah, yeah, we can we can start with my notes here. I've got a couple of things to talk about uh, in in kind of order of the way they happen. So we'll we'll go beat by beat. Uh, first thing right off the bat, this is the first episode with no flashback. There's no no starting flashback, no flashback throughout the episode. We we were just with Joel and Ellie in the current timeline throughout the entire episode. So we uh, whoever whoever placed their bets that we would get a flashback every episode was uh, was wrong there. Sorry, that was me. I was in the same boat. I thought we would as well. Yeah, I um, kind of like how we we talked in in weeks one and two. I thought that that would continue with with how they were setting up each of those episodes and kind of establishing out that lore a little bit more. But uh, that's okay. Yeah, no, it made it made sense. It, I'm glad this well. one didn't have that. Right. Yeah, I this, this was... it. it fit the episode. Like this has a, if there was an episode I could pick that wouldn't have a flashback, it'd be this one because this one's about Joel and Ellie. It's not about before. It's not about after. It's about Joel and Ellie. Exactly. And every every other every other episode that had a flashback, that flashback had shared the same theme as the episode was about to. So it makes sense that right. yes, this this is about a relationship. This is about Joel and Ellie. This is a very new thing. So makes sense. Uh, the, the next note I have in here is just simply the pun book. Man, I'm so yeah. happy we have the pun book. We talked we touched on it a little bit, but. When you played the game, that was that was one of the best things that they did because it was so random and it just happened like when you like like Joe said when you're just looting, you're looking through drawers and stuff like that. All of a sudden, Ellie just busts out this pun book and starts just firing off these dad jokes, and it's it's it, and those are the moments in the game that really make you fall in love with those characters, and that's how they build those relationships. So to see them bring it back, like the smile on my face when she busts that book out, man. Mm-hmm. I was downright giddy. It was kind of overboard, but I was just so excited and. uh the ending for me to this episode with the the jeans joke is just absolutely awesome. So and I, I good. Uh, I I saw it coming from a mile away. Oh, of course. And I, it still was. It it even though I saw it coming, it still hit really hard in in a good way. And I saw um, or what what I thought was really good was was Pedro's reaction, dude. But the, I think it was more. It was more in depth than in the game. Like in the game, he still kind of maintains that moniker, like whatever. It's not that funny. But here, yeah. like he he's lets out, to crack a little. Yeah, Joel lets out like a, like a like a small giggle every once in a while, like you stupid kid, like that kind of stuff, right? But like this gets him, and he's like, "What you said? We were downright giddy. He was downright giddy, dude. Like, <laughs> and it was it was infectious. I couldn't stop laughing when he was dying like that. I feel like honestly, like just knowing the characters from watching, like you know, a lot of the stuff on them after the fact. I feel like that was like his genuine reaction, like just his personality. You're right. That may have been ad like, I don't think I think it it mixed between him and Joel, which I love for sure. So for sure. I think he was legitimately like laughing at the jokes and they couldn't contain it, you know, yeah. which I think is awesome. That felt so. very authentic for sure. Yeah, and the, one of those things where it's like, let's keep it rolling, folks. You yeah. know, right for I, sure. I love that so much. That those are some of my favorite parts of the entire series that we've gotten so far. It's those mm-hmm. small moments where they really build, and even I'll say too. Uh, Ella Ramsey and how she delivers those. She like, I love that she looks like she can't hold in the laughter. I identify with that so much because I struggle not to laugh. Shocker. Anytime like there's a situation where someone may laugh, it's me. So with her kind of like trying not to bust out in that and having a serious tone at the end of the episode, uh, it's just 
It was really good. Well done. Yeah, she she's crushing it. I think that her her Ellie to me her Ellie is is more different than Pedro's Joel is to the original Joel, right? Like I think she's her, slightly you know slightly you know more varied, uh, but that's such a good thing. Like they're they're different little girls, and they're gonna you know they're gonna play this this game different. Not that Ashley Johnson was a little girl when she played Ellie, but maybe that's part right. of it, right? This Bella is actually a, a young girl, so it shines through quite a bit. But I think she's crushing it and. Man, Pedro Pascal is just perfect in this role. Dude, I, I, I was I'm really TV pictures of it of them I, the actors like before. Yeah, I gotta say, you know, if if you had to to ask me right now, like, hey, which performance are you enjoying more between Pedro and Bella? They're both good. I would say Bella. Yeah, it's fair. I, I, I'm really I'd say Pedro for sure. I, I'm really enjoying Bella's rendition of Ellie here because it pays a lot of respect to the origin that was established in the games. But she is making it her own, and she's got this little twisted charm to her that is is a little more unique than than the one we saw in the games. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying it's I like different. the way that she's taken this this direction. I think and, she can be a bit more of an expressive young teenager than than we could get in a video game, like especially yeah. a game that yep. came out in 2013, where like yeah, motion capture was good and it looked it looks good enough. But these are real people. Like they they can you know they, they can they can improv and they can have facial ex- expressions that aren't planned and stuff like that. Like I think that's a that adds a, a big uh, a big factor in Ellie's character. It's not yeah. that I don't like Ellie's character. It's just, I just love Pedro. I just, I love him as an actor. I just can't. It's just so impressive. I just can't not love him. I yeah. Just, it, it's, even, I just love him everything. It's not just that. Like, it's just, right. I don't know. It's like, different. I saw all the SNL stuff. Like, it oh, just, it's we so talked much about fun. the, it's a me. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> like it just the whole thing is, is I just love him. He's I so charming him. and like for me yeah, it's for me it's different reasons. Like it's just I, I'm loving yeah. the, his performance cuz it's just so impressive. Like he's just nailing yeah. Joel on like a technical level in such a way that's mm-hmm. just like jaw-dropping to me. And then Bella Ramsey's giving me a bit of a different take on Ellie so I'm like I'm just having a blast with both of them. And I feel like Bella Ramsey's take too is so like again it's different but it's so genuine to the character. Like you get the the scene in the truck where she's reading through the book, like, it feels so natural. Like, I feel like if if you read some of the stuff that you get from the game as a, you know, in the in the show, it might come off as, like, cheesy. I feel like she delivers it in such a nice way that it feels like her that you may not get with a lot of the other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so if you, I, I listened again to the um, post-episode podcast with uh, Troy Baker, Craig Mazin, and Neil Druckmann, and the the way Craig Mazin describes that age of character, so so a kid that's that age and the way that they behave and the way that their emotions are all over the place, where they're you know they're they're angry and rebellious, but they're also kind of still like a sponge and they still need that approval, right? The way he describes it is "fuck you, tuck me in." That's yeah. and, and like it, it it hits an nail on the head. It's perfect. Fuck you, tuck me in. That is like, okay, I, that is exactly what this Ellie is portraying right now. And like they, they go into, into detail on how like Bella's performance is perfect for that for that 14 to 15 year old little girl who just is a rebel but like still needs that, you know, that that parent figure, that father figure there. So crushing it. That leads right into my next note is that Joel is starting to crack and this relationship is absolutely forming. Um when right. he when he fully cracks, we talked about when he's in the sleeping bag. That's towards the end, you know, end of the episode a little bit. But all throughout, he he's given a little bit. Every time she says something, like he is, he's invested. They're having conversations. He's showing interest, and even in the car, in the truck, he opens up. He talks a lot about Tommy, right? So he is he's like not an open book, but he's certainly, you know, coming a long way from your cargo, which we just got last episode. 
He says it again in this episode too in the car, but I feel like he doesn't. No, wasn't he that it much less? Wasn't that last episode? Was it this one? I think it was this one. When in the car and he's like talking about Tommy, and he's like, I think oh, maybe it was. It was. Episode, wasn't it? I, I thought it was he, last. He does episode. say it in this episode. I don't remember exactly what he says, but you're yeah, right the, the context was uh, uh, Ellie asked, like, you know, if if you're if you're so, like, what, what's the point of what's the point of going on? And you know, if you don't believe in if you don't believe in this world, if you don't care about this world, what's the point of going on? And he said, it's for family. You go on for family. Yeah. And she says. You know, am I not family? And he goes, "No, you're cargo." Tess was very close to family, and she asked yeah, me. Yeah, that do was this. this episode. Okay, yeah. I thought I thought it was last, but and yeah. so even you know, same, same even, even more progress, yeah, right? In the same labeling. In the same episode, he's making that much progress yeah. to obviously like starting to show compassion and care for this this young girl. Dude, he is he is the Mandalorian. Like that, it's the same <laughs> thing, right? Like he's he's got a different voice. <laughs> he's got to take Rogu where he's taking him. He just, I'm not gonna get into spoilers, but. They they grow close, <laughs> right? Like he's doing the same thing with Ellie. I love the the contrast there. It's, it is good. It's great. It's like yeah. Joel's been or, uh, Pedro's been typecasted into this like father figure. Yeah, this reluctant totally father is. figure. He definitely does have a type. Do you yeah. see those videos where he likes to be called? Ever calls him daddy? Yes. You see any of that stuff? Yeah, I've, I've seen some it. of that stuff. Awesome. Hey man, but he embraces I, like, I it. Like, I love it. So I feel like that's just kind of kind of to prove your point. Like they have the camp scene, and like you can tell that she says like. You know, as anyone going to find us? He was like, "No, no one's going to find us." Then you realize that, like, he thinks about that and decides to stay up the entire night just to protect her, as much as he's trying to put up the facade. Because it's shortly after that he says the cargo thing, or before that. You know, you could tell that he's slowly breaking down. Like he he's saying it, but doesn't mean it anymore. Right, for sure. And I feel like that's the difference. No doubt that those layers so. are definitely peeling back. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that car yeah. sequence in the truck. I'm so happy we got that. I that that was some of my favorite Ellie development when she when she snags that book for that magazine from from Bill and she shows it to Joel and he's like, oh my god, do I have to go father mode? Like, do I really have to explain this right now? And she's like, I'm just fucking with you. And she tosses out the like, I love it so much. That's like one of my favorite Ellie development moments in the game. So I'm go, yep. so glad they brought it over and it's word for word. That's basically word for word. And so is when she finds a cassette tape. She finds a cassette tape, pops it in. Joel's like, this is a little bit before my time, but it's a winner, though. Like it's, I'm How does so... he walk around with this thing? Oh, yeah. It's so funny. So funny. Dude, that, that music plays there, and I'm just like, oh, yes. I, I just I love it so much. But yeah, that, like that magazine the, yeah. thing, I was very excited about that as well, much like the, the joke book, or the puns, I should say. Um, yeah, it's just give me those shot for shot, and... I'll I'll be happy. Yeah, every time people have been layering them over each other in little TikToks, like you know, just yeah. it's just been so fun to watch. Me how and John are in the same algorithm. We're in the right same now. algorithm the for same sure. <laughs> Absolutely. But another thing that too that I feel like we're not talking about either is just how well they did with the world building. I feel like when you're driving in that truck and the music plays and she throws the magazine out the window, you start to see like a lot of the world. You see like the abandoned um, theme park. You see the FedEx trucks that are all abandoned and like the lot. Like I just feel like it it. It feels so real, and I feel like that's crazy. So I saw that theme park, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, did they drive by Fantasy?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I, thought, I thought you were going to say by your house. That's real? No, <laughs> it looks just uh, like Blast from Fantasy Island. It does. It was also a little bit abandoned, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Something that a friend of the show, Matt Rohrbeck, mentioned on his podcast is that the fact that they can use actual licenses. Tim just mentioned the FedEx truck, right? 
they they mentioned Starbucks. Uh, Ellie says like, oh, is that what they used to sell at the Starbucks back in the QZ? Sign. The Arby's thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> the Arby's Arby's is a restaurant. They don't give free lunch. It almost makes it hit a little bit closer to home. You can't have that stuff in a video game. They're not going to pay you for the licensing, and there's no, I don't think you get the same kind of uh, you know liberties with fair use when it comes to that kind of stuff. It, it makes it feel a little different for me when I hear Starbucks and Arby's. I'm like, oh, that's that's our world. It's just so funny. I wanted to work today, and. I go back and there's my the someone who has one of the office in her office heating up an RB sandwich. I'm like, oh, <laughs> just thinking about the last of us is he heating up a sandwich, you know? And they pass. I'm so sorry if we already said this. There's an RB sign at one point in this. Yes. Oh, Tim said the RB yeah, sign. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah Joe, okay. Joe said it first. I it. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's how he brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, that that kind of stuff. I think you're right where it ties more into the realism because it mm-hmm. it, it just that little. Yeah, you could say like Seattle Coffee Company instead of Starbucks. But when you say it's Starbucks, it it removes that little bit of layer between the fiction and, and reality here. So just those those little things bring this and even how they described, I hate to say like the pandemic early on in the, the intro of the first episode, all that stuff makes this feel so much more intense to me, even than the video game. And that's not to shortchange the video game because I think video games can tell stories as well as any medium out there. And uh, this, this just, it's, it's dialing it up in a way that I didn't think it could. It's not just a TV show. It is, it is a television show that is written by some of the best of the best. I mean, you've got the creative mind. It is like, I mean, Craig Mazin is proven. He is like a top dog when it comes to television. Like, Chernobyl is one of the best little miniseries you can ever find. He takes inspiration from someone like Vince Gilligan from, from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Like, Best creative minds in the business are here, and they're you know they're they're flexing their muscles for sure. Um, we talked about Starbucks, but uh, in that conversation, I love the little nod to Joel's love for coffee that we explore a little bit more in the second game. Um, not not a real spoiler for the second game of, uh, at all, but there there's you know you find out that Joel will do a lot for coffee. He will make some pretty some pretty interesting trades to get something like coffee that you can't you know just go to the can't go to the store and grab anymore. Tim. Tell me you and I would be in the same boat. Dude. Yep. We would find the coffee no matter what it takes. It can't be for nothing. <laughs> got more of that coffee? Y'all got more of that Starbucks? I got to record a podcast tonight. Uh. <laughs> no one watches them anymore because the world's over. But, but I still got to record. <laughs> so, uh... So we we're winding down from the happy stuff. The relationship building has put on a bit of a pause because we finally get to the city. And what city is it? It's not Pittsburgh like it is in the game. It is Kansas City. Uh, so in I think even in the post show, but also furthermore in the the after podcast, Craig talks a little bit about why they changed the city, and it just comes down to the fact that their filming location just looked more like Kansas City. <laughs> they they asked themselves. I- they asked ourselves, like, what what about Pittsburgh made this special? Nothing really. It just happened to be the location. Let's, we're going to change it just because our, our filming looks more like Kansas City. I heard a similar thing about how Pittsburgh was going to miss the playoffs because they're going to get booted by the Buffalo Sabres, and the city's just a dump. Dang. <laughs> wow. They they missed out on they missed out on The Last of Us. Now they're about to miss out on the, the, the playoffs. The playoffs? This is yeah, they didn't want to do too much. They just wanted to, you know. I don't have anything that could top what you guys both said. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. And the, I don't feel bad I was about say, it. In the game, you can see a Sidney Crosby jersey just tattered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right I know. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. When they said uh, Wichita, I was like, it's funny. Some things they say in this show, I'm like, is that from the game? Am I remembering this correctly? 
like I so obviously that was not the case, and they explained that in the five minutes after the the episode and the look back. And then uh, there was something else that I wanted to bring up. Was it the Cheyenne thing? No, I like that a lot. When Melly's reading the map and she read, how, how did she read Cheyenne? Maybe she said like Shane or something like that. And Joel corrects her and goes Cheyenne, and she goes, "Really? Just such a cute little yeah. moment." Yeah, <laughs> I like that or he's giving her like crap for reading how to read the map. She's like, "I've been in a car for this, my, like this is my second day in a car, <laughs> man." Yeah, like can, I, so well done. Yeah, yeah, that that relationship is great. Uh, Those moments, I love it. good and bad. You know whether it's it's funny or contentious, they're 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 building. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, so we we do have to put that relationship building on a quick pause because we do get to Kansas City and we are encountered with our first what I would call gameplay sequence. This is this is Joel. Yes. And Ellie. They, they crash the truck. They 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 find the. This is the first ever one of the first, not the first ever, not the reveal trailer, but the first television trailer for The Last of Us is what this scene was. Uh, they they find this guy who was hurt in you know in the street and Ellie's like you know we're gonna stop for him in the game Joel says he ain't even hurt and I was hoping that he would say that but I can't get mad every time they they pull a line out because it worked totally fine because he still does say the other iconic line like where he goes I've been on both sides of this that's why I know this you know that's why I know this so well uh, but we get them crashing through the building there's some people that are just randomly after them and. What we get in the show is a little bit context. Why are these people so angry? Why are they shoot, just shooting at random strangers? We get a little bit of context for that. We get a face behind the why behind just random militarized group of people that just want you dead for no reason. Um, a little bit later, we get some more information there. Uh, but we have this shootout. Joel's holding his own. He takes a couple of guys down. And then all of a sudden, he gets outnumbered. He gets, you know, someone bests him. And Ellie realizes that she needs to come into action. She comes out. She ended up stealing that gun. She shoots the guy in the back. So she, you know, obviously pretty traumatic situation for her. But man, that's how we get introduced to Brian. And Brian's laying there and he's begging for his life. And it was traumatic, dude. Like it was like we talk about how emotional episode three was obviously for very different reasons. I don't know the last time a TV show, a movie or a video game shook me like that scene did. It was yeah. it, it was so well acted and it was so disturbing. Um, it's it's something that they did a lot of in part two. Well, when you play The Last of Us Part yeah. Two, there was a lot of that. They tried to really personalize the violence. They tried to like if you were to take somebody out, they would yell like, "Oh my god!" Like they got they got Brian. Like and they would start to get sad about it and yeah. stuff like that. They tried to humanize and ground that violence a little bit. But when you do that in live action, man, that that was really that was really something, dude. They. I was thinking that too. As soon as they gave him a name there, because in in the game he doesn't have a name, right? Like he's oh, just no. A, in part one, at the end, there's not. Yeah, that that scene has none no, of the water. Like didn't even talk to him. Does he, he just get shot? It's instant. There's none of that begging. Yeah. There's so, none of that conversation. That's Dude, very much a Last them, yeah. of Us Part Two development, like you said, where they were developing those uh, those names. You'd call out, and there would be some some grief over it, and they did a good job of really making that intense because all too often, I think whether it's a video game or a TV show or a movie, the villains, even small scale, this is not a, a, a primary antagonist here. They, they just get swept away. We don't care. It's, it's kind of like how we joke about Nathan Drake shooting yeah, everyone in the game. We're, we're right? so like, desensitized to violence when it comes to me. We are. This is a nice so you, way to bring it back. I'm sorry, Tim. Until you play The Last of Us Part Two, then you literally hate your yep. life. They, they do a great job with it, but I, I would argue that it's this important. it is. It, it's it, it really it makes you feel the weight of what's going on, and yep. I would argue that this scene was more impactful than anything they did in The Last of Us Part Two in, in this scope. 
It was. Oh, 100%. And That's why I'm worried. <laughs> I'll say two things that really stood out. So he's screaming mom and and that's horrifying. Yeah, he didn't yeah. even just scream mom. He said, my mom is close. You can take yes. me to her. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. So it could have ended differently. I like a lot that they did not really show what happened. That yeah. Joe kills him, right? Now, why why do I care about that? Yes. In, in a lot of cases, I'm not a fan of, of showing gore for gore's sake. I think if there's meaning behind it, if it makes sense in the story, you do it. All too often in this day and age, we get stuff where I'm just like, you're just doing that, so we're going to talk about it. That was not the case here. They don't show it. And because of that, because you see Joel walking towards him, essentially, before it pans, it focuses on Ellie. I think it actually makes it more intense. Because, yeah. because now it's left to our imagination. You're, you're Ellie. What was going to happen there. Exactly. You're Ellie exactly. in that situation. You turn your back. Or if you're me, you're kind of like this, watching the, the, the screen. And that makes it so much more meaningful to me. Because I'll tell you, if, if they had shown it, I don't know that it would have had the same impact. I think it still would have been tragic, yes. But not seeing it was like, hey, kids, don't don't watch this. This is about to get really yes, horrible and we, gruesome. When Joel was saying go behind the wall, like turn around, he was talking to Ellie and to us. <laughs> like it was, you know. Yeah. 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 I I commend them for doing that. And I, I think I think we need to continue to see that throughout this this series in those those events or in those those like events that are from the video game, but they're in more detail or they're more humanized when it comes to villains. So that, that was a very impactful moment and it was well executed. The one thing that I was thinking too, that as we're kind of this tangent, kind of rewinding a bit when they're both behind the truck and you have the, the people that are hunting Joel screaming, like, I'm going to fucking get you. Like I literally felt like I was in the game where you're like behind the truck and they're yelling at you. Like I just, in my head, I'm like, I literally feel like I'm like watching the video game right now. And those like you got the random bad guys by the truck and he's like peeking out with his rifle, like screaming at you. And then his guy gets shot and he goes checks oh, yeah. on him. Like I just felt like I was in the game. It it's crazy. It's ripped right from that gameplay sequence oh, in Pittsburgh. God. It's it's really good. It's funny. Dude, you said that, that like, oh, this is the first time the gameplay sequence happens. And that's like <laughs> what I thought of the whole time until until that part. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, this I don't is not good. <laughs> That's, that's one of my, my favorite gameplay sequences in The Last of Us Part 1. It's one of the first shootouts where you're with Ellie that are, is really impactful and you have to duck and cover and you can play a little bit stealthy if you want. It depends on how you want to execute that. But this was right from the game and it's it was so good to see her. Like you said, Tim, how he, he shoots the guy and, and the other goon goes to check on him. It was yeah. just out of focus, but you can see yeah. him looking down and I'm like, think about any other movie or TV show. He's out of cover. You're he would shoot him, but this is so video game oriented yep. that you know you're ducking and covering. So like it was so good. How, I can't believe they've been able to translate that. It's so hard to translate what works in a video game to a TV show without abandoning totally what yeah, worked in the right. video game it, and then finding the middle ground. It's it's because they're not copy and pasting it. They're just giving nods where it's necessary. Yep. They they just they have Neil Druckmann. They understand the vibe. What what does that gameplay sequence make you feel like? Well, we, okay, this is how we translate it to film or to, to television. They've got the right people and they just they just know what they're doing. And I'm having That's, such a blast. I, I think one of my favorite parts about the game is that you didn't need to handhold Ellie. So, mm-hmm. you know, we played obviously Resident Evil Four is coming out soon. The biggest pet peeve I've had with any game is that when you have to like constantly worry about protecting 
a younger character. And I love that that the game didn't did it. And I love that the show doesn't do it either. And everyone like, hates everyone. Everyone hates sidekick. Sidekick missions are yeah. always the worst. Escort missions and yep. you know escort yep. missions in Grand Theft Auto stuff like that. Like it's always the worst. Then all of a sudden, Bioshock Infinite comes out and The Last of Us yeah. comes out, and we realize like, oh, we can do this right. Yeah. Like that character can actually help you, right? Yeah. Those games realize that, and they can en- they can enhance the story and the gameplay. And I remember that being like such a revelation. Isn't that funny to think? Because before those games came out, the norm was that you were going to die protecting this character or that character was going to die and you were going to have to try to this. So annoying. They would always die. Always die. Yeah. But what if that character could help you? What if in Bioshock Infinite, she can give you ammo? What? What if she can boost you up to places you can't reach? (laughs) Crazy. Bonkers. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. open a door that you can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next thing I have is is I touched a little bit on it, but it, it's cool to have a reason why random people are hunting them in the video game. You yep. get to, you get to Pittsburgh and all of a sudden there's just people that want you dead because they've kind of hammered at home that, yes, zombies are bad, but the people are bad, too. So we don't want to we don't want to, you know, people are just going to kill us. They want to take our stuff and they want us dead. Right. In this, we, we get introduced to this group. We get introduced to this group of people that have taken over this QZ in Kansas City. We get to we get introduced to the, the leader, this 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 woman named Kathleen. Uh, she's got this very intense interrogation scene with her doctor who delivered her childbirth um who she's a, about ready to ice uh we have a conversation and we figure out why she's angry why they're on the hunt they're looking for a guy named henry um people who have played the game know exactly who henry is um and and we know that that's going to be a very interesting episode when it when it comes up um but I, I like that. I, I like to see this, you know, this this group of people. I like to see them get a name. You talked about it a little bit before. Just understanding the villain, like humanizing the villain, because at the end of the day, they're not the villain. They are just an, another group of people with their own agenda. At the end of this show, we're gonna we're, we're gonna certainly be talking about who's the real villain and you know perspectives. And this is just another case like that where like Kathleen is is no worse of a person than Joel is. She's out looking for her own and she's trying to keep her people safe and survive, right? And that's another thing we got a lot of in part two is is perspective and uh, something that that can, continues to be a theme in The Last of Us. I think Joel I'm, says it a good way. Oh, go ahead, Joe. I really liked. Mel, uh, Kathleen, so portrayed by Melanie Linsky here. Every time she was on screen, I could not take my eyes off her. Not that there was a lot of other stuff going on, but there are some times when characters that maybe you're not familiar with or, or characters who are revealed such as Kathleen come on screen and they just kind of command your attention. And I got to say, she did that. She's, and I, I enjoyed her performance. She's so interesting to me because like when I first see her on screen, my first thought is like, she's not menacing. She's not angry brooding like she's not forceful like why do people follow her and then you start that's to the point kind of 100 percent, right? right so like that's exactly what they're going for and they nail it and you start in this you start to ask those questions like what is the purpose behind you know why is she in charge and you know not that it's a spoiler but craig craig in the podcast mentions keep watching the show you're going to get some more information so she's actually in a show called yellow jackets on showtime that my wife and i have watched and similar like again you talk about how Pedro Pascal is the type that she is a type too. Like she's a very similar character in that too, where it's like everyone's following and listening to her, but she doesn't look like the intimidating type. It's very sweet. Here's <laughs> how they did a character, but I like how, you know, Ali and Joel have a conversation of like, they're not the fireflies. They're not the, who's the other group? The, uh, Fedra. Uh, the Fedra, you know, who are they? And Joel says they're people, you know, they're just people. And I feel like that hits home exactly kind of the topic we're talking about is, 
their people. They're protecting their own. Like they've been wronged and now they're writing their own wrongs in their own way. And this is how they're doing it. And you know, the last two topics we talked about, you can really see that Neil Druckmann has been trying to develop and flesh out in the last of us. And it was very apparent from, from part one to part two, humanizing violence, being able to, you know, find out these people's names and hearing them grimace and having these conversations and also humanizing the villain and showing perspective that there's no villains in this world. Maybe David. David's kind of David's kind of a scumbag. We'll get to we'll, yes. get, we'll get there. But for the most David. part, everybody kind of just has their own agenda and they're just out there trying to survive. So that's something that you really saw that not, not I don't want to say agenda, that sounds bad, but like that that message, that theme being being pushed from part one to part two so heavily, it's cool to see them a few infuse those themes that you know have now become the last of us in this this show this adaptation of part one perspective 100 it's all about perspective um so we get introduced to this this group we hear henry's name uh, fans of the show know who that is uh but we also get to see a very familiar voice we get to see uh so so kathleen's right hand man is played by uh, jeffrey pierce which is the voice of tommy in the in the game so that was very cool i i knew that going into this that he was going to be in this episode so i was able to listen for his voice and i'm like yep that's tommy so I did not know he was going to be in this, but at the second I heard it, I was like, Tommy! Oh, you kidding me? Yes, that was awesome. I love that he got to play this role in, in this, and I, I love when they bring the voice actors on for the you yeah. know, something like this when it comes to live action. Yes. Um, and, uh, dude, I love that voice. It's so good. It, it's, it's so smooth. On. It's so smooth. I love it. He's got a killer voice. Really I, does. I can't wait till we get it to looks, see. It looks awesome, too. Oh, My yeah. Gosh. Badass, man. Good. Yeah. For sure. Talk about a beard right there. That's that's a majestic one. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait till we get uh, Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker. Like we know they're both going to be in this. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't wait to can't wait to see what, you know what they have in store for their characters. I keep uh, waiting for uh, a cameo from Nolan North at some point. Just feels feels like it's going to happen. It does. You know? it, it, dog. Right. I mean, hey, Nolan North was in the game. He he voices David. So like that would be that would be interesting. I would love to see Nolan North. Um, that's the one I've been looking out for, for sure. And the the last note I have is that Sam and Henry are here, and they are ready to break our hearts. <laughs> so if you uh, if you haven't yeah. played if you haven't played the game, you're in for quite the story with these two characters that show up uh, in the middle of the night and hold uh, Joel and Ellie at gunpoint. You're in for quite the story. I cannot wait. I hope that's all of next episode. I really hope that they don't deviate in some way. I can see us. I can see them figuring out the pacing and trying to sneak in the the left behind Riley episode or something like that. But I hope they go right into the Henry and Sam stuff because they've really teased it and I need it now. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think... So I agree. I think Sam and Henry, we need like a whole episode dedicated to, to that part of the story. Don't you think we need a whole episode dedicated to Left Behind? I think we do. I think we get one. I think yeah, you're going to you're going to get that. I think that you're. I think that's also probably when we're going to see Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie's mother in this game. Uh, we know, or I'm sorry, in the show, which wasn't a character at all in the game, but we know is going to be in the show from casting, and even they've even talked about it a little bit. Um, yeah, I think we get a full episode of that. I don't know. I don't know how it happens, I bet but it's not upcoming episode but the next episode because obviously we know how what happens this next episode i think that's the most fitting spot to put this is after this there, next episode yes i got uh, some of the together and wait. some of the events that happen that are going to happen next episode that we're pretty sure about i can totally see how that uh how that could lead into this this left behind stuff so that's, that's a good call tim yeah could we just talk about it for a second oh god joe i don't I, I was I was gonna gonna talk say, about the thing i i can't wait to see in left behind in in that part of the story 
all of the scenery and imagery there. Because like that the DLC mall. is yes, so cool. it's so much the fun. DLC. Oh no, Tim! Just I mean, no. experience the story this way now. You're you're you're, yeah. you're this experience far, better. like. I mean, like, I know what happens. It's not like I'm like ignorant. Right, to it, exactly. But, but you know, it's but I haven't played it. Going through the arcade and all that stuff, every I, I, every nook and cranny of that, I tore up. Just I Dude. needed to see it, and it's short. It's an hour and a half. You can make it two hours, kind of thing. Maybe a little longer. And it. All I'm saying is, the way I think people felt about the third episode of this show could v- very well be reminiscent to how you feel when you get that. I I think portion. I think the the team behind the show was just like. Just wait, guys. Just wait. You think you yeah. you think episode three was you know, yeah. I think you're right. And the thing about big picture, without getting into spoilers, what is going to happen in the rest of this season? And then when we get into the Last of Us Part Two for season two of the I show, I can't even think pe- about pe- it. People who don't know the I don't game want to think about it. <laughs> have no idea what's coming. Like, I I cannot emphasize. It. I have goosebumps talking about it. Right I now. do too. I I'm just buckle, thinking about it. Buckle up. You thought episode three was going to be the kind of the, the pinnacle. Oh, it's, it's one of probably what's going to be a handful. (laughs) John just did, by the way, the, the Joel gift. I did. (laughs) I did. That that was really great. We need to make that happen. Tim, I'm sorry. I keep cutting. It's okay. No, I was going to talk about the scene where right before we see Sam and Henry, the little, you know, interaction, she says the pun, he laughs. We talked a little bit about that. But just like the little, do they talk about his ear not being able to hear a certain side in the game? No, that's that's a new development. I'm pretty sure. So I love that they did that because like, oh, you know, you hear worse from your right side, and then when he wakes up, his left ear is on the pillow and he can't hear out of his right side, yep. and that's why they're able to get the jump on him is because he doesn't hear. I just love how they've done it. Like it's just, I, I watched it and I just think like they they're thinking of everything. It's just it's amazing. See, I just say I just love it. It's just it's such little things in me that I'm like they give you that little breadcrumb awesome. and then it pays off immediately. Yeah. Yes. You guys see like, this attention to detail that we've got here, whether it's just the show or how it pays respect to the video game, so on and so forth. Um I wonder if Neil Druckmann would ever be interested in being involved with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we, we, we could dream some we? of that yeah, joe is dreaming right now attention of to detail oh my god how sick would that be that's my barometer right like it's, okay that's great could could they do a star wars series could they do a star wars movie like imagine the level of detail you'd get from a neil Druckmann produced star wars film or series just saying just saying. <sighs> instead, oh, instead we get little- Instead, we get, what's your family's name? I don't have a family. Okay, solo. <laughs> solo. I'm going solo, yeah. And we get so those stupid is, dice that have to be so important for some yeah, reason. It's oh, it's about. so perfect. That <laughs> yeah, is so I saw perfect. I your shirt earlier. Um, so one little thing that I was going to talk about, too, is we were talking about, you know, the left behind and how that's going to look. And, you know, obviously, we've been taking potential social media, TikTok, stuff like that. And a big take on episode three is it didn't build, didn't bring anything to the series there's no zombies or but like i feel like once this is over and you rewatch episode three you'll you'll realize how impactful that episode is and how much it means and it represents the entire show and part one and part two like i just feel like people who haven't played the game look at episode three differently than they look at it now and i feel like seeing the left behind part 
is going to make people look at episode three even more. When the whole thing's over, they're going to look at the episode three even more than that. Just seeing how different the stories can be and, you know, how different they are. So I just, I'm uh, excited for that. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of good stuff ahead. And when I say good, <laughs> I don't mean happy. No. Uh, I mean, a very, very detailed. Narratively uh, rich. FML. Yeah. <laughs> Narratively rich is the best way to put it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Lots, lots of that coming here in the next five weeks. I love that. So, yeah. My toxic positivity has got nothing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's all I got for, for that. <laughs> that's all I've got for notes. Uh, we, yeah, we get left off with the introduction of Henry and Sam. And for, for people who've played the game, that's a cliffhanger. For, for folks who yeah. haven't, get ready. Yeah. Uh, amazing stuff. The more we've talked about this, the more I've come to even as the stews, the simmers, I, the more I've come to think about how much I like this, this episode in particular. Um, Closing thoughts here. We'll wrap it up for episode four. Tim, anything we didn't get to to put a bow no, on? No, I mean, I'm just. This is uh, this has been, you know, probably one of the first times since Obi Wan that I've been so excited. Where I'm like, it's like nine fifty, and I'm like, I have to go make sure my wife isn't sleeping because I need to watch this the night it comes out because I'm just so excited, and I just feel that same way about say next episode. I was going to say, speaking of the night it comes out, we got good news here, boys. We only got three more days. It is, uh, thank, thank you for the Super Bowl that it's pushing up the episode five of The Last of Us to Friday instead of Sunday. So that's going to be good, man. That's right, perfect. I would be depressed that the, the episode was on and I have to deal with that anxiety. Yeah. And then the fact that the Bills aren't in the Super Bowl either. So, you know, it's double whammy this weekend. It is a double whammy. And then we have to wait. Then we have to wait nine days for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very true. Um, I was excited when I saw that come across the screen for the intro for this. I was like, Friday. I was like, are we switching things up, boys? No, it's just a, it's just a one week thing, but that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, for me, Tim, you mentioned, you know, kind of having to make sure Jamie is awake for, for me, what this looks like is how quickly can I get Daisy to sleep? <laughs> She's the night owl like myself. And, uh, this past week. So my almost one year old. Nora was was not getting down. It was like eight thirty, <laughs> and I this was not a threat, but I kind of I said to to Laura, my wife, I was like, "Listen, I I can take Nora. I could get her in the swing. I, I could try to get her down. But if she is awake at nine o'clock, she's gonna see some gruesome stuff." <laughs> and she was like, "Got it. I'll get her." So uh, she took care of Nora. Uh, I lucked out. Daisy fell asleep, and then I I had like some almost some pregame time. And this, this is the first one I was able to watch almost exactly right at nine o'clock. So nice. Uh, that was exciting. I think we started like nine 40. Pretty good. And, and that's the thing. Like you, we can watch this whenever, right? It is like, nice. We it don't is have nice. to. It's just, it's cool that it's at nine o'clock. So we, we could start it then, but John putting a bow on this episode, any closing thoughts here before we move on to next week? No, nothing, man. We covered it all. Uh, what, a, what a fun episode. What a fun character building episode. I just, I just can't wait for more. John, I love what you're doing with the notes here. It's very much like we, we've done in some of our other series for Star Wars Reviewed or MCU Reviewed. You're doing a great job with that. We appreciate you guiding us kind of through the show here. Uh, but let us let us know your thoughts if you are watching or listening. Again, whether that's live at twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse, uh, you can watch all of our episodes back in video form at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. And of course, you can listen on podcast services around the globe. If you like video games, which maybe there's a good chance that you do because you're what you're talking last of us with us and that is in fact a video game before it was a tv series yeah you're watching a show that's based on a show that's based on a video game (laughs) it's crazy 
It's mind blowing. Very meta. So we're about to talk video games. We're going to take a quick break. We'll keep the live stream going. But our weekly show, Busy Sticks, which is all about video games, we're going to dive into that in just a few moments. So if you'd like, stick around. We'd appreciate that. But for Tim, for John, I am Josiah. We'll catch you in just a few days' time for episode five of The Last of Us. Peace.